0: Number three, Kansas versus NC State. Jayhawks are an eight and a half point favorite, minus 450 on the money line. Wolfpack, a 333 dog, total of 151 and a half. Uh, I like where Kansas is right now. Kansas sometimes tends to get off to a slower start, but if Kansas can continue this, you know, this hard driving wheel of just dominating teams, I think they hear all the talk about how great North Carolina is this year. And I think they're on a mission because the two teams are live, those two schools are literally tied through history. And if you're at Kansas, the last thing you want to hear about is how great North Carolina is. And if you're at North Carolina, you don't want to hear about Kansas. Are you a believer in Kansas?
1: I am a believer in Kansas, the way they've played lately. And, I mean, they've had some close games this year. They played Duke, beat Duke already. That's a huge win and a huge confidence builder. I don't think they should have had as close of a game to uh, Southern Utah as they did the other day. But this team is still getting together with the rotations that they have this year. Jalen Wilson has been probably – Arguably the best player in college basketball this year, averaging 24 points, nine rebounds. Like that's been pretty good for a for a junior, and going up against NC State tonight, they're pretty good at, at scoring. 18th in the country in scoring offense, so I could see this being. A higher scoring game. I might lean towards the over there because of that. We know Kansas can put up points, but overall, I think Kansas is at a higher caliber level than NC State is. So, eight and a half, I have no problem taking that with the Jayhawks.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, obviously, there's no value taking the money line there at 450. Yeah. I mean, they're clearly telling you like that NC State, while a quality name, not necessarily a quality program right now at this time. And when Kansas tends to play these named teams, I think that's what's funny about college basketball. When you have a named team versus a named team recognizable, sometimes it becomes the blowout that you would expect, like you would have seen against Southern Utah, right? Like I didn't even know that Southern Utah, like how is Southern Utah's basketball team not really like North New Mexico State, right? Like that, you know, these are teams you're like, I didn't even know they had a school there. And yet these teams, those teams tend to play these big teams closer but then when you have games like a Kansas versus North Carolina or a Kansas Kansas versus North Carolina State, or like you mentioned, the Kansas versus Duke game, that's when Kansas tends to show its teeth of how impressive it is. So I take the eight and a half if you like. I like the over. I think this game is probably in the double digits in terms of distance. So I think Kansas is a, what they say here in New England. They're a wagon, and they're just, they might just drag NC State tonight. All right, Wisconsin versus Dayton. Only thing we have right now is a total of 122 and a half. Um, This could be pretty interesting because Dayton is one of those teams that's just that gnat in the ear. And if you're one of these teams like Wisconsin, which historically has not been a high-scoring team, as you see as low as the total, 122, like I I know some women's high school games that would cover the over on that. (laughs) So when you've got a a, a, low-scoring game like that, I'm tempted to go with Dayton, who's the favorite right now at minus one and a half. What what, what do you see out of this that jumps out at you?
1: Yeah, before I even saw these lines, actually, this is the first time I'm seeing these lines for this game. I was going to take the under because these two defenses are, are so good. I mean, Wisconsin, sixth in scoring defense, Dayton, 19th. So you figure you have to take the under there, but that's. 122.5 122.5 is pretty low. I've I, That almost is just, I don't think I've ever seen a total that low, at least this season. So I would agree with you. I think Dayton is the better team here. I think they have the more talented team. Um, and Dayton's played tougher competition this year, if you look at their schedule. And we're only a couple games in, but they're the more tested team already at this point. And you get into tournaments like this where they're, I mean, these games matter, but they're fun atmospheres. They're fun tournaments to kind of play against competition that you don't see year in and year out. And when you have a team that comes in a little bit more tested than one of the others and talent wise on paper is better. With this short of a line, I I think you take Dayton uh, land the points there.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on the total. And and I guess really, you'll know. It's Really, I think this game will be the race to 50, right? Like, where do, when does the 50th point hit, right? Like, if this is a game at the half that's like 32-25, then I'm like, yay under. There's just no way I can see the points being doubled. And I can't see this game getting out of the 60s just because the way that Wisconsin defends and because Dayton is going to be fighting Better quality players. It's going to be an interesting game. But, again, like I said, mm-hmm. I think Dayton might pull this one off with the one and a half just because when you're so good defensively like Wisconsin is, sometimes the thing that doesn't show up is your offense. So, I like the under at 122 and a half. All right, number 22, Tennessee at versus Butler. The Vols are a seven and a half point favorite, minus 350 on the money line. Bulldogs plus 275, a total. Of 136 and a half, this is another defensive looking game with Tennessee. Um, I I don't know if I like the point number, but I I do like this total to hit right under the under. Right under the under.
1: I am going to disagree with you here. Well, not on the total, but I like the point spread here. I think Mm. uh, Tennessee wins this one by at least 10 points. They are great at attacking the offensive glass. They're great at getting to the free throw line. So some extra chance opportunities there. And then Butler with uh, Thad Mata um, back this year, new personnel, new coaching staff, new system. Things have been a little slow for Butler to get going. Manny Bates is, is one of their transfers from North Carolina, and he's kind of their player so far. He's good in the post but he struggles to shoot. So I, I think Tennessee um, could give Butler enough difficulty on defense where, where the, the Bulldogs just kind of slow down scoring and Tennessee runs away with this one late in the second half. But So I would play this one at, at Tennessee minus seven and a half. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I, Tennessee could sometimes fall asleep in games, and this may be one of them where Butler, sometimes we think of Butler, we still think of the Butler that went to the final four and the final game with Brad Stevens. But this is a, di- like you said, it's a different Butler team that's kind of in a rebuild. Tennessee, yeah. I think they know that they have to consistently keep up with with the uh, Ar- uh, Arkansas and Kentucky's inside of the SEC. Yeah. And so I think this is one of those games where you might see a bit of slippage, but ultimately, I think they'll win the game. And, and final game: USC versus BOIU trojans are dog at plus 105 cougars a one and a half point favorite uh, at minus 125 on the money line uh 142 and a half um I, I don't i really don't know where to play this just yet um i know that usc is still making some moves to kind of slowly rebuild what they're doing byu has always been a tough out but i wonder how it will look for them now moving forward
1: this is tough for me, too. I haven't watched enough of both of these teams this season with the uh, new people they have. I know this is a big game for USC in terms of um, strength of schedule and, and their record non-conference resume going into Pac-12 play. Like This would be a big win for them. So hope that USC would, would get the win here.